and welcome to the Transformed Life Podcast, where we discover life from God's perspective. I am your host, Joe Tran, and I would like to thank you for joining us. Also, don't forget to subscribe to get notified of future episodes, and feel free to follow me on social media at JoeTran316, that is J-O-E-T-R-A-N 316. We are also recording this episode at Lighthouse Vineyard Church in Elkhart, Indiana, so feel free to find out more about the church online at lighthousevineyard.church. In today's episode, we got Nelson Miller. How are you doing? Doing well, Joe. Doing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, joining us in our little makeshift studio uh, here in the kids' rooms. You serve here in the kids' room a lot, don't you? I do. This very room, actually. <laughs> nice. How long you've been serving here? Um, I would say almost a year. Probably nice. not quite, but nice. How do you like uh, serving with the kids? Oh, I love it. Mm. I love it. I never expected to like it as much as I do, but I felt like that was a, a way that I could stretch myself a little bit. Yeah. And it's it's been very rewarding. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do it cuz honestly, like having a uh, serving with kids takes a lot of patience. <laughs> you know, and uh, even though I love kids a lot, I don't know if I could handle a lot of them at the same time. So it does get hectic. Um, <laughs> I, I won't lie, but I think that's where patience grows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, your story on how God, you know, worked throughout your life. Um, you did send me a story, but actually I didn't see the whole thing. So uh, why, why don't you just, you know, uh, tell us, you know, who you, who are you today? Uh, I am just trying to uh, grow closer to God, just you know, live every day trying yeah. to draw closer to God. Okay. Um, I, I'd been, my entire life, I'd just been kind of living for myself, mm, really. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go to church mm. and I'd call myself a Christian, mm. uh, but I didn't really live it out when no one was watching, if mm. you will, you know? Yeah. And so it just... I've just been trying to have a better relationship with God and yeah. uh, grow spiritually. Yeah. Okay. And, and this church has just been a huge part of that. Nice. Okay. And then, so uh, from what I read, you grew up in a Christian household. Is that right? I did. Yeah. How was life uh, back then? Uh, who? Who? What were you like back then? I was unhappy mm, okay uh i i was in a I, I grew up on a farm and so mm -hmm. it just seemed like we were working from sun up to sundown mm -hmm. and i'm pretty lazy so i didn't really enjoy that all that much yeah um but the the religious um group church i grew mm -hmm. up in mm -hmm. uh i i always felt like it was more about uh, rules and regulations than it was about having a relationship with God. I see. And so I I wanted that relationship with God, but I didn't know it as such. Mm. And so I just I just rebelled and yeah. kind of walked away entirely as opposed to, to starting my search. Yeah, yeah, I see. And so when you were rebelling, what was what what was going through your mind? Like what, what like, were you itching to find something else or? I I kind of was. 
Uh, but again, you know, I was lazy. And so, it, it, and life was pretty easy for me. Mm. Uh, I've, I've never actually applied for a job. Oh, wow. The, things have just always kind of worked out that way. Nice. Um, you know, you hear stories of people praying in toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that's how bad. It, I never, I never had that though. So yeah. things, things were pretty easy for me. Uh, you know, in the, in the day to day. And so I, see. I didn't really, I didn't have a push to, to search really. And so I, I just kind of drifted. I see. Just, okay. just floated along, yeah. you know, on, on the waves of life. Okay. And then so, uh, so that was your childhood. What, what happened after that? Um, as I started getting older, it, from, as, uh, about as long as I can remember, I, I wanted a family, you mm-hmm. know. And so, while I was drifting, I, I still felt as though there was something more. And, and I thought, you know, if I was successful, mm-hmm. uh, if I had, if I got married, mm-hmm. if I started the family, you know, maybe okay. I would feel fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and I did those things. Mm-hmm. I, I did get married. Uh, I have one daughter, mm-hmm. my beautiful Isabel. Yeah. And, but, but it didn't change anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I loved my family. Yeah. Still do. Yeah. Uh, but it, it didn't fulfill that. Yeah. That not quite fulfilled. Yeah. I totally know, know what you mean. So you still felt like there was this vacuum mm-hmm. that was not being filled up. And, um, what was going through your mind when you did get married, you ended up getting what you thought you wanted, but you realized it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, but uh, it, still, you know, yeah. I had done that and yeah. I, I was reasonably happy. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I had done the things, so I still just kind of, kind of floated, went with the flow. Yeah. And never really pursued uh, a, a deeper relationship with with god and oh, so um as you can imagine that that kind of makes for a rocky marriage yeah yeah you know? and so you know during the rocky times i would i would do a lot of praying mm-hmm. and uh things would seem to get better and uh, so I'd be like, well, thanks, God, but I, I think I got it from here. You know, oh, that, that yeah. sort of, that sort of thing. Yeah, I see. So, so like what happened, what led to you actually getting to know Jesus? What, what led to you actually having a relationship or having the realization that you needed a relationship? Honestly, um, I I had moved to Southern California just kind of on a whim mm-hmm. because we could, yeah. and I uh, became part of a church out there, and I I actually got to know the people mm-hmm. and realized that I am not that much different than. You know, I had moved 2,000 miles from where I had been my entire life mm-hmm. to find that people are very much like I am. Mm-hmm. And they were very much like me, but also 
very much in love with God and mm. they just shone Jesus. Mm. And so that was when I started seeing that's that's what I want. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, and so I pursued that out there, but then mm. we moved back here and yeah. and I kind of got away from it and, until uh, until the divorce and then I mm. then I really started searching again. But again, yeah. you know, I finally got to kind of a good place and then uh -huh. I started just coasting. Yeah. Uh, and then pretty soon after the divorce, too soon, you know, and yeah. it's just right now, I, I got into a relationship mm. and I really thought, you know, that was going to be the one, but I, I was putting my, that relationship kind of became my God. You know, mm. that's what I pursued instead of, you know, I pursued that and tried to bring God into it instead of pursuing God and bringing the relationship into it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so when, when that inevitably yeah. failed, um, that really on an emotional level did a number on me. Mm. And so, at that point, it became clear what I had done. And that's when I really, really started, you know, trying to figure out who God says I am mm -hmm. and to have a relationship with God and put personal relationships off. Yeah. Um, you know, except to where, as I'm pursuing God, where mm -hmm. those come into, into life on yeah. that journey. I see. If that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. So during that moment where you started having this realization, what were the thoughts going through your mind? Like like you were having like a mental tug of war or was it just suddenly like like a light switch went off and you, or went on pretty much and you were just like, you know what? I'm going to drop everything. And No, it, it was a, a slower realization. You know, it was mm -hmm. talking to people. Um because I was in a lot of pain, mm. you know, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. And so talking to people to try to work through some of that, yeah. um, that's when I started seeing these different areas where I had been um, pursuing the wrong thing. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it's really, it, it was a progression of probably six months mm -hmm. um, to see what I feel like I see now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think, I don't think I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any of us are done. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of the realization that this is a, a lifelong yeah. uh, search and mm -hmm. work. Exactly. And how long ago was that? Uh, a year. Oh, okay. It, it's, it's been a year. Wow. And now you're here at Lighthouse serving with the kids and, you know. I mean, it's good to have you here. I mean, it's it's really cool to, you know, because I, no one knows this, but, uh, well, at least the listeners probably don't know this, but I serve uh, at the church here too. I play bass a lot, mm -hmm. but it's, yeah, it's really cool to see you every, every weekend that at least I serve. So that's nice. Um, so eventually, I mean, what, what led you to, to, to serving at this church and, or what led you to take the next step in your relationship with with Christ um, 
again, kind of a progression. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it was input from uh, our pastor. Mm, okay. Um, you know, talking about all the emotional distress I was in, doing something, serving others to get outside of myself. Mm. And which that was really where it started, you know. So yeah. I started with the cleaning team, you know, yeah. something, something very simple, and then, then the uh, kids ministry mm-hmm. because I, I myself wanted a big family. Yeah. I did. I love kids. Yeah. And so, I didn't know that I felt like I was uh, qualified mm-hmm. to be in kids ministry. Yeah. But. You know, right at that time, I was also reading uh, a book by Stephen Furtick, mm-hmm. un- Unqualified, I think. Oh, it's yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Unqualified, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he says that uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He mm-hmm. qualifies the called. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been just a tremendous experience to yeah. be a part of the kids' ministry here. That's awesome. That's awesome. And from what I know, there was actually a point in time where you actually had a conflict with our pastor. <laughs> what you do? Like, what was the story again on that? Uh, this was actually at uh, a, a church that I attended before mm-hmm. Lighthouse, um, where he was uh, part of the leadership. Mm-hmm. I was serving on one of the teams there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a situation arose where our pastor had to fire a friend of mine. Mm. Um, And of course, I just took my friend's side, never Uh bothered to uh, to get Clint's side of the story. Yeah. And so I held a grudge against Clint for a long time, you know, because I I thought he had been a jerk about it. Yeah. (laughs) But then one of the first First Sundays I was here, I mm. filled out the Connect card, mm. and Clint himself actually called me, and we had a conversation about that. It looked completely different, you know. Yeah. After talking to Clint about it, so <laughs> that it, it was humbling. Yeah. To realize that I had just unnecessarily, yeah, held a grudge all this time. <laughs> so. Do you believe God was had his hand in that whole situation? Yes. And if Absolutely. And what was what do you think God was trying to do? You know, I am not sure. I I don't know that he's done doing what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> in my in my perspective, what it looks like is cuz God is God is about freedom. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you're holding a grudge, like you're not freeing yourself. Oh, there's no freedom at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from what I see, it looks like he wanted you to go face on, like head first into the thing that was uh, holding you back. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Uh, <laughs> when I really started searching for a church again, mm-hmm. I, I tried to avoid this one actually for that reason. <laughs> I did. But, you know, I talked to a number of different people about Mm -hmm. 
a church, and some of them yeah. just didn't didn't really resonate. Yeah. But I kept hearing Lighthouse, huh. and so I was like, "Okay, all right, I hear you. Yeah. I'll go." That's and I so did, and and before any of the conversation with Clint happened, yeah, uh, I walked in here, and it just felt like home. Yeah, like I don't know if you've ever walked into a place like that. Well, but, I feel like that here all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I know that God has huge plans for this church. You know, He has His hands. He's already had the pieces in play before we even knew the pieces existed exactly exactly <laughs> and i think those those pieces were already moving you know way back when mm-hmm. when we had the i call it a fallout it yeah. really wasn't a fallout on his part it was yeah. just it was just me you know? <laughs> and so stubbornness like that that's kind of where i've lived yeah i feel you i'm i'm actually quite a stubborn person myself are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like it, but I mean, that's, that's, I mean, stubbornness is not a bad thing. It's it, what you're it's stubborn not. about. Yes. That's what, that's what matters. So for me, yeah. I'm pretty stubborn about like what I do for work and stuff like that and mm-hmm. trying to make things happen, you know, which is good. But then if I push it too far, then, then it can't get destructive, you know? So it's got to be mindful of that stuff. So, well, let's see. Am I missing? Uh, so, is there any other part of your story? Because I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> uh, that's okay. It was actually a long read, and I wasn't sure if it was even readable. Oh. I mean, because I feel like I just basically sent you the holes. Oh, okay. And there's there's a lot of filling out to do because the story is so yeah. much bigger or has been. Um, I really have trouble getting thoughts yeah. into written word or actually even uh spoken yeah and so i thought it might be helpful since you're going to be asking questions you know exactly help lead me through that exactly maze yeah definitely i mean what is it uh what is it that uh you are striving for now in your relationship with god just trying to place myself where I can be used mm-hmm. uh, in, in the best capacity in yeah. what he has. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not really great with Bible memorization, but mm-hmm. it, it, there's one place where it says, um, paraphrasing here, mm-hmm. prepare yourself to do the good mm-hmm. works that he mm-hmm. has prepared for you. You know yeah. which one oh, I'm talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and so that's that's kind of what I'm I'm working on. Um, okay. I'm a lot more open to challenging opportunities yeah. because, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. In the past year, yeah. I haven't been comfortable. Yeah. But I've seen God move so much, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so trying to keep myself uncomfortable without, yeah. like, going completely off the rails if you will (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely Um, trying to stay uncomfortable because rose herself says you Mm -hmm. know god is in the uncomfortable oh yeah and definitely um so just trying to stretch and and just see where that leads really like i think i think god has plans that i'm a part of yeah 
and just looking forward to being there and trying to stay um, connected and focused on doing the next right thing, if you will, to, yeah. to be there when God's ready yeah. for whatever it is that's next. Definitely. Yeah, I 100% I agree. I, I, I totally believe that God works in the the discomfort zone. The discomfort yeah, zone, the, the yes. place where you you are forced to to really just trust Him. You know, um, in fact, I find the most growth happens when you are in a situation where He's the only option. Mm -hmm. And in those situations, those are usually the most uncomfortable ones. You know. So, because you have nothing else to focus, like there's nothing else to focus on. In those moments, you you clearly see who God is, you know, so. I will second that. <laughs> it's worded much better than what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could, if you could talk to your teenage self, what would you say? Look harder, work, yeah. work. But then would I really, like if I changed something back then, mm. would I be where I am? Yeah. I, I feel like I am where I need to be, Yeah. but I'm also here because of the journey that got me here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm honestly not sure yeah. that I would tell myself to, do anything differently yeah. so ultimately you wouldn't change anything about how things happened it'd be nice to avoid some of that pain and yeah. uh, heartache but I, I I don't think I'd be where I am if I if I didn't have that yeah. you know because life mm -hmm. on on a day-to-day -day level just never was that hard yeah. you know had i been you know homeless or yeah. uh, praying in toilet paper mm -hmm. i might have reached out sooner but that that wasn't how it played out for yeah. me so mine was making poor choices and making mm -hmm. more poor choices based on the results yeah. of poor choices yeah um to finally get me to a point where I was to where the only way was God. Yeah. I mean, to be completely spiritually broke. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um, is there anything that you left out that you'd like to say? I don't I don't think so. Uh, I'm open to questions. Yeah. But uh, no. I would just I would just like to stay uncomfortable. Yeah. Thanks. Well, this me talking to you doing this podcast that's yeah. that just 
would not have happened <laughs> a, a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty shy. Maybe a hermit. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel the same way. Actually, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more extroverted, but I tend to just stay in my little cave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So all right. So, well, uh, so just I think one last thing here. Um, if there's someone out there who is going through the same things the same battles that you went through, what would your advice to them be? Talk to someone. Mm. Talk to a person. Um, It it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christian to shine Jesus. Mm. Some of the the people who have helped me the most through this process— are the people that I went into this mm-hmm. liking the least. Yeah. So we, we need people mm. to see God sometimes. Yeah. That's so true. All right. And don't hide. Yeah. Embrace the uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's what we're going to title this episode. Embrace the uncomfortable. So. Well, I I think that would pretty much encompass my my journey right now. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say? I'm not getting any words. So okay. Um, All right. Well, I think that is it for today's uh episode um i think i'm, I'm going to go in and close out in prayer and awesome. uh and then we're going to close out the uh, episode the recording here so <sighs> heavenly father thank you so much for bringing nelson here today and for working in his life to write this story thank you we just uh ask that you use this story to Reach the lives who are experiencing the same battles that Nelson went through. And ultimately, we hope and pray that after they hear the story, that they look to you and to you first. We just pray these things in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, that is it for today's episode. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Joe. And uh, I'm your host, Joe Tran. Uh, Feel free to follow me on social media at JoeTran316. That's J-O-E-T-R-A-N 316. Uh, If you really enjoyed this episode, please rate it five star and also leave a review. Um, And also, if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like to share your story on this podcast, uh, feel free to send it to us um, at the Transformed Life Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode and you have a nice day.